Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 184. 184. 184. And this week, we got another listener, fan... Yeah, what do we call these? Instagram follower, suggestion, coming at you. And this is the B-Movie Breakdown, a weekly podcast where you find the humor and enjoyment and also the bad films of the past and present. I'm the good, the bad, the what the fuck. Yep. Where you're not going to find what the fuck is audible... Where you can go get a free trial and a free audiobook on us if you go to audibletrial.com slash bmovie. We give it to you and then you give it to us. And there's so many fucking books. So, and the one person, if you're going to listen to any free Who? book. Who would we listen we to? We have to highly recommend. Who would we highly for recommend? For your free book. Who would this be? The one, the only, Mr. Stephen King. He's a good horror author. We talk about him a lot. Swerved ya. No. You thought I was going to say... No, I didn't. R.L. Stein. No, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Ping Does pong. Does he read Goosebumps books? All right. You're ping pong. They're probably right. only like 30 minutes, right? Have you read Man, like a Goosebumps? You, gotta, you had to pull the conversational double turn, huh? To, to ping pong and get me. Yeah. Goosebumps. Good books. He's the, pretty sure he's writing uh, some new ones of those. Good. There's a current. There's a comic book out that he's writing too. Stay on it. That's awesome. Yeah, stay on it. I'm not reading it, so I can't stay I'm on. Talking it. to him to keep writing it. Oh, yeah. Like, like he's doing good. He's job. doing good stuff. I like that movie. Goosebumps. Which, which movie? The Goosebumps movie. Yeah, with Jack Black. Oh. I like that. It was fun. Is that the one where he was like a girl in a guy's body? No, that's Jumanji. Oh, that's close. The highest grossing movie Sony ever put out was. Welcome to the Higher jungle? than Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. Uh, was Welcome to the Jungle? Yep. Damn. Highest of all time. That's that Dwayne Johnson money. Yep. Fuck. Now they gotta make another one, but I don't know how you do it with the same cast. Seems kind of weird. Um, <coughs> you have to figure out something. Maybe one cat, maybe one person. I mean, just, you can make up any excuse to have those four people, because they're the move, they're the why it's Right, but like, you can have, you can make have up, more. it's the game, man, the game can manipulate or those, they can be avatars, but for different people. And if you haven't seen Jumanji, go see it. Well, anyways. Because we're going to review it next week at 185. Besides, well, we're not going to review it at 185. Teased you. But back to what we were saying before. Yes. Go to audibletrial.com slash bmovie to get all your Dean Koontz books that you would need, you want, you must have in audio form. Yes. Read in red by Dean Koontz you himself. Look, you can look up some Michael Crichton and, you know... Learn that global warming isn't real. Right. State of fear. So yeah, do that. Check it out. You can also check out and listen to the podcast if you go on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, on our website, bbpodcast.com. Subscribe in any of those places that you check it out. It helps us out. Leave reviews. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. If you do, mention what movie you want us to watch and we will watch it just like this one but this one was on Instagram so you can tell us wherever but that one helps out the most and we will watch that one quicker than we watch this one correct the iTunes the iTunes take priority they do take priority and if you want to reach out to us other than Instagram at bmoviebreakdown go on Twitter at bmbpodcast Facebook bmoviebreakdown or on our website bmbpodcast.com and email bmbpodcast at gmail.com check us out at all of those places I just wanted to mention, uh, for any new listeners, we may have gotten, uh, if you got a sticker from me at C2E2. That's right, you had your, your you did the rounds at the I did the rounds at C2E2, especially at the Troma booth. Touching Lloyd Kaufman. I, where I did touch Lloyd Kaufman. Nice, I like that. I did uh, meet Lloyd Kaufman. He was a super, super nice dude. Uh, and Toxie was there. Yeah. That was pretty cool, too, you know. Did you touch Toxie, too? Um, I don't remember, but I touched ah, Lloyd Kaufman. That's, that's what Shook counts. his hand. He was a very he's, nice man. He's touched Toxie, so you've touched Toxie by proxy. Oh, Toxie by proxy. So, yeah, yeah if, you, if you ever get the chance... Lloyd's good. If you listen to this podcast, you're probably a fan of Troma Entertainment, and if you ever get the chance, definitely meet Lloyd Kaufman. He is a super, super nice dude, and uh, I, I, I have a picture up on the Instagram page of me... And him, and he's holding the B-Movie Breakdown sticker. It's like I was there because I drew that sticker. So. This is true. He was like, who drew this? And I was like, some idiot. And you're like, great. Cool. Well, some idiot's going to hit you with this hammer now. Um, wow. You don't yeah. hit me with any hammers. Thanks for tuning in for the first episode where I <laughs> bash Corey with a hammer. So, great. yeah. Um, 
Lloyd Kaufman with the B Movie Breakdown sticker. That's a good one. Pretty sweet. Yeah. He also mentioned that he would be down to do well, a Skype to, uh, interview. Have to get into that. So we're gonna have to reach out to him and if, if he cared if he was serious or not. I guess we'll find out. But Lloyd's uh, always serious. You've seen his films. Yes, he's a very serious yeah, man. Yeah, you've seen his films. But he was very excited that I had a, a VHS copy of Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. That's when you brought him uh, to for, sign, right? For him to sign. So Good. He, uh, he was genuinely like... Oh, like, I've like, watched that. That was a copy I watched. That he hasn't seen like a VHS copy of that in so long. Nice. Uh, they they don't have any more. Beautiful. To sell. Uh, Troma doesn't, so... Did he try and buy it back from you? N- no. All right. But he was, he was definitely... Uh, he was pumped, though. Pumped to see that, Good. for sure. So, uh, yeah. Lloyd taught me how to make a movie. So I, I handed out plenty of stickers in and around the Troma booth. Uh, to people waiting in line to meet Lloyd and stuff like that, because I figured if they're gonna, if anybody's gonna listen to this podcast, it's gonna be them. Potential similar interests. So if you're checking it out from that, or I mean, I was handing them out throughout the con, just you know, check out the podcast. And uh, so if you're checking it out for the first time, and you got one of those stickers, yeah, thank welcome. you for checking it out, and I hope you uh, put your sticker somewhere sweet for real. So Nick, Under- do you have any plugs? Sure. Um, follow me on the Instagram at Scatterville Stories where I post drawings and pieces of my comics that you can find the full pages for at scatterville.com. And I've got um, some new some stuff coming out. I've helped uh, I work with a few local um, buddies and bands, so i got some stuff coming out for those guys too, which I'll talk about um, in the coming weeks. You can look up um, Blind Adam and the Federal League, a uh, folk punk band, on Facebook and the Instagram, and check their tunes out. Working on stuff for them that's coming out soon. That'll be great. But um, yeah, that's how you can uh, get a hold of me and see me do stuff. Right? Right. And this week on the podcast, uh, Sarah is greatish on Instagram. You can follow her on Instagram too. Sarah Newcomb. That's yep. what her name says on the Instagram page. It's, it's true. She's a, an old friend of ours, old podcast alum. Old podcast alum. It's true. And she recommended we watch a movie from 1977 called Kathy's Curse. It is available on Amazon Prime if you wish to watch it. For some reason, it says 2017. I think that was like a re-release date. Why does Amazon do that? That's like this is like the second time we watch watch the Suckling movie. I mean, you know why? Because it just oh, it's a new movie, and then before you know it, like this is not new. Right? Yeah, it's not new. It's definitely from 1977. And it's yeah. So regardless, uh, it's on Amazon Prime. You can watch it there. And we we did. We did, and uh, you should watch it too, so you can join in and follow along with us. But I mean, you might enjoy listening to us talk about it, and then maybe you'll go watch it afterwards. Yeah, we try. But it's there. If you have Prime, you can access it pretty sure. easily. If you're a new listener, we do recaps, but we jump back and forth between conversations and comments that shouldn't get said. It happens. It, yeah, it happens. It tends to happen. More often than it should. So, this week on the podcast, episode 184, Kathy's Curse. It's the best of the worst. B-movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B-movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B-movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. Kathy's Curse is great. Kathy's Curse was pretty good. It's definitely, you know, of that time of The Exorcist and The Omen and Carrie. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I can follow up my great with, like, you know, my with, like, serious comments or, like... I mean, if I was watching it by myself... Would I watch it by myself? You'd probably be bored. You'd probably fall asleep. I mean, I don't know, because I can make things fun for me. Right. I feel like if I watched this by myself, I'd struggle. Well, I think, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it would, it would just be tough because, well, I mean, I would have had, there had to have been some reason I was, would have been watching it. And honestly, without someone recommending it to a podcast that I'm doing basically every week, I probably was never going to watch Kathy's Curse. So like, I, I don't exist in that world. So right. I guess that's. I mean, it is on Amazon Prime, so you could have possibly come across it if you're searching like you know, ghost paranormal movies or something like Which that. Which I do do. Or if you were watching a movie similar to this and this came up as a recommendation. That's true. See, thank you for helping. So, like, you right. you may have stumbled upon this movie. Possibly. 
I feel like it would suggest other movies first, depending on if they're right. on, if they're but on then prime again, or not. Like that first description, like 1947, a girl dies in a car crash, and like Kathy's curse, and if like I'm not paying attention enough to watch something I care about, I just want to put something on. I mean, it's not impossible. I'd turn on Kathy's curse. Yeah. And then, like, the beginning is wild, so then it would have me hooked. Yeah. And then it's the quick cuts to the credits and the weird music. It'd probably suck me in. I'd probably make the effort. I mean, it is an hour and a half movie that feels like three hours, but that's fine. Compared to the other movies around this era that are similar to this, obviously this one's not up to par. What year was it actually? 77. Makes sense. Well, it's like, yeah. I so mean, a lot that's of the a... 70s horror, similar to this even, not, not even... Talking about the slashers that were coming out around the time, but even like, you know, Exorcist, Carrie, the one. Omen, yeah. Yeah. stuff like that. They um, they definitely have better pacing, and better acting, and better like storytelling. This is this is I'm not saying that this is an awful movie. It just those movies ex- exceed where this one kind of doesn't. And and myself, you know, everybody loves The Exorcist so much, and I think it's an all right movie. I don't think it's, it's as great. If I had to, pick, I like it. If I had to pick, say, even though they're very different movies, but kind of similar-ish, like Carrie, Exorcist, and The Omen, I'd probably put The Exorcist at the bottom because I think Carrie is a, a great film, and I love The Omen. I actually last Halloween I watched Omen one, two, and three. Yeah, those I have to do. But like, they're all, but like all three of those. I mean, they're all. I mean, they're like you know. But Carrie's got powers. Okay. Damien is like half Satan demon, and then what was the other one you said? Exorcism. Yeah, Reagan. Oh yeah, well that's just you know she's possessed. That's just like the second you know one of the devil, if not his one of his generals, right? His lieutenants. And this movie is kind of like a combination of all that because she's possessed, but it's by like a ghost. It's a ghost. So you you ha- but then she. The way she is, Kathy in this movie is almost more like a Damien esque because she's she acts that way, but different, di- a similar, similar symptoms, different right. reasons. So it's like The Exorcist, as far as possession goes, correct. But then it's more like The Omen as far as the style of execution, I guess. Yeah. How she goes about doing things. Bunch of accidents. And then also you can kind of throw that Carrie aspect in there because she does have telekinetic powers. She does able to move things around. And whatnot, too. So it, it kind of encompasses everything going on in that time in horror movies. Right. Just And even, like, the killer kid thing uh, as well. I mean, Carrie wasn't a child, but in The Exorcist and in The Omen. Well, she was underage. It was a child. She's a child. And, yeah, but Not she's ki- a teenager. Right. Um, but even, you could even go with uh, something even like Rosemary's Baby, that kind of thing still... Obviously, that's a little bit different, but it's still that kind of like same child, child possessed demon thing. Yes, that was kind of a a, a lot of the movies, and we've watched plenty of uh, killer kid movies on the podcast before. We have. So this is this is a slightly different one though, and is as in like she's possessed. It's not her intentions of doing she's, this. No, she's just Whereas a vessel. Somebody like Damien. He is doing this on purpose. It's not like I'm ex. I can't have no control. Right. He's doing this, and a lot of the other killer kid movies are products of the '80s, where they're like slashers, mm-hmm. and they're just fucked up kids who they're not kill. Yeah, they're not good. So, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 they're not good. But Kathy, Kathy's just ghosts. Ghosts have rules, but ghosts are vague. Ghosts just they just they're angry. They don't know how to communicate through the veil. They just kill things all the time. Or cause mass destruction. But this ghost had like a purpose. I mean, it didn't. I mean, all like ghosts... its killing was like was purposeful. It was only killing females. But I mean, that's because that's until the very end. But that's what I mean. How I said ghosts have rules, but they don't. They're obsessive. There's the last moments of their death, the traumatic experiences, the last thoughts on their mind. That's what keeps them here, and that's what lets the spirit go crazy. Because it's got no. I mean, it's just cut off from the world. And it's all it's thinking about is his obsessive thoughts. And this girl was obsessing with the last few things her dad said to her and the actions of, we don't know why mom left and took her brother, but that happened. Yeah, there could have been something going on. The dad didn't seem like a great guy. No, his mustache, I didn't so, trust it. So it could have been a thing where... But she's a little girl, so she doesn't know, but you can keep going. Right, but it could have been a thing where the mom left because of the dad. 
Right. And I don't know why Kathy got left behind. It doesn't make any I mean, who knows why a mother would leave one child and not take them both. Maybe because split the kids up evenly just, down the middle. Just by leaving? I... And we don't even know. We, we don't. We don't even know. The mom might have just been like, "I'm going to the store with." It might not have been that extreme. <laughs> if her dad, if her dad was like, "All women are bitches," because mother rented the store and left her. She truck. didn't take the list. She's not gonna get everything I wanted. I mean, we some, have to go get her. Some of the people in this movie are excessive Kathy, like that. So Kathy, I can we see have to it. go get her. And then you know what happens if you're driving a 1947 something Plymouth and a bunny hops in front of the road? You kill the bunny. It's dead. You run it over. You know what happens in 2018? What? And you see a bunny going across the road? Your car gets fucked up. No, you see the bunny and you just run it over and you keep going. Correct. Right. Yeah, you just hit it. Right. Right. I'm saying you hit it. Yeah, you hit it. You just you don't you don't swerve for a bunny. He swerved, crashed into a tree, and the car lit on fire, and him and his child burned alive. They did, and I it was, they because like. She couldn't get out, but then as it's burning, the door is open. So when the door did that... was off. It was. It wasn't. It, it was, was laying con- on the ground. Uh, which side? It was. It wasn't on the ground. On her passenger side, it, it was, was off. No, it wasn't. It was open. I promise. Well, open or off, they're still able to get out. Well, right. I know. And the driver's side window was just, down. You just. It, yeah, it got down. Right. But I was talking about the door. So yeah, right. Either whether it's on or not. But it was on. <laughs> he just changed the goalposts. It's off. It's probably on. It doesn't matter. Well, I never said it did. Now I'm arguing about a door. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I. But maybe it got kicked open after she burned to death. I don't know. She's a kid. She should know how to open door handles. Right, yeah. Daddy, open the door. And, like, I feel like at that time, 1947, child locks probably weren't a thing. Also, everybody wearing seatbelts? No. No. So, like, which is why, and that's why Dad's knocked out. Right, but he, she, of course she didn't fly through the windshield. No, well, she, so they weren't going that fast. They weren't, which is impressive because <laughs> the car lit on fire. Well, they just got on the street. Like they just went around that main turn we see all the time. Yeah, the they, yeah, they maybe j- two minutes down the road from well, their house. Most, not even most accidents happen close to home. Right. Oh yeah, we're, for sure. But usually it's probably you getting hit by a fast go, a car going fast, not you just pulling out of your driveway. And at the speed of like ten miles an hour, and you crash into a tree, and your car lights on fire. What if the devil? Just poor manufacturing on the car. I think it was. <laughs> I think you got to look back at the at the manufacturing. The handling. Yeah. Well, he's it's it was a pl- giant Plymouth thing, and it's. I mean, he's driving a tank. Yeah. And he swerves once, like well, that's it. All the inertia just rips it off the road. Yeah, but she could have climbed out the window too. The window was down because his head was out the window at one point. Right. And the, the flames, that, the flames were coming. I out thought it was against. I don't remember. Her, his head part. was back. Yeah, but she was going like this. But the this. door was the, the window was down. Yes, because one at one point when the flames start reaching up, yes. the flame is in and out of the window. Okay, like it wouldn't do that if the window was there. No, it would just. So hit, that's how. Just that's it. the first thing I noticed. Even before the door was like the fucking window's open. Right. Well, I mean, she could have opened her dad's door and then just kind of pushed him out. Like you but can, she could have opened her door too. There weren't child safety locks back then. Well, I know that. I'm not arguing that. So like, she could have. She's just dumb. She's or she's a scared little girl. Right. Maybe she was all like, I don't know where I'm at. Cause my head got hurt too. Women get hysterical. All right. Yeah. They don't know what we they're doing. We learned that from this movie. It taught it. Yeah. It's not hereditary. No. Well, no, I, in I, one I know. case, there's, there's a better setup for that. But in just, one case, it's not hereditary, but. Uh, in other cases, it could be. For but the sure. point is, Lauren died. I thought her body. I thought it was gonna be like they never found her body or something because like the door was open. Their name was Laura. That's what I said. Well, you said Lauren. Oh man, I was so off in that movie. I was paying a lot of attention to. Fuck me. Fuck me. Fuck me. You thought that door was on the fucking ground? It's attached to the car. You can pull it up on Prime. It blew off. Yeah. From the explosion. Somebody's going to get blown off. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
All because I corrected you on Lauren and Laura. I just thought it'd be funny. Oh, and it well, was. Great. I also could... The the mother's name in this movie... Hilarious. Was what? Kathy's mother, that is. Yes. Um, I could not remember her name for almost the whole movie. What was... No, Vivian. Was Vivian. Yeah, Vivian. But for whatever reason, I can't... Like, in any note I was writing was either wife or mom. Wife, wife mom. Name. Even... Well, the dad, they always referred to as George constantly. People were always saying his name. George? Yeah. George. 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 That her the mo- the mother's voice when she was angry. My God, it was like nails on a chalkboard. It was rough. I had to turn the TV down really low. It wasn't whenever good. Whenever she was screaming, it, I couldn't. Yeah. So Laura and her dad died. Well, the brother that was taken with mom was George, and he's our main man in this movie. Right. And they go back to the house. He moves his family back to the house. He hasn't been there since he was four. So he was younger than his sister. He had to have been, yes. Yeah, she looked about the same age as Kathy. Maybe yeah, slightly were. younger. Maybe uh, younger. Eight, seven, but eight. But still, he, uh, he, the younger brother. And thing is, yes. if this house is in your, say your name, like he has, yeah, it's I his. feel like you just pack shit up, you don't, maybe go back, well, you don't know it's, sell some stuff. You don't know it's haunted by your dead no, sister yet. but like, if I if that was me and I knew the situation, not because I'm like oh haunted stuff, I just wouldn't feel comfortable living there because of memories. Like oh just this is a it. bad memory. Why would I want to live like a, like say there was never a ghost thing ever? I'm going with you. All There's right. not a ghost. I'm coming with you on this journey. There's not a ghost. Yeah. Purely based on my sister was in this house. And two minutes later, she burned to death right down the road. I'm probably not going to move into that house or into that area ever again. Well, what if the only reason you came back to this house was because you were doing a construction job and you owned a house that was already in the same neighborhood? I would move... Clearly, there's a city nearby. Our other neighborhoods, I would move down i would move like within a little bit of a if you didn't if you didn't know it was haunted you just wouldn't take the old family house you'd get rid of it i'd get rid of it all right but just purely based on just bad memories and having to think about my dead sister even though it's and father right like i just i don't want to think about these i don't want to be reminded of these things on a daily basis what if what if he was feeling nostalgic and like missed his dad and sister and wanted to be around you could you could still miss your dad and your sister but, like, not be reminded of it, like, nonstop. He was, when he walked inside, he was so happy. He was pointing out this chair his dad sat in. Yeah, this, his beat-off statue. This nook that his mother read books in. And, like, his first love, which is a naked porcelain statue that you know he jerked off to as a small child. As a four-year-old. Which is, like, his first love. What's... Yeah, we didn't know he was four when that was mentioned. Like, no. Oh, he would have been four years old looking at that statue. All right. Right. I mean, it's just... Uh, he had a lot of memories of the house. Right. He had good memories of the house. Right. Four solid years where he could remember every piece of information he gained. <laughs> I mean, he probably only remembered the last like year and a half of, of that time there. Maybe two years. He pointed out like eight but different... But he could remember like in those two years, like, my dad always sat in this chair. My mom sewed here. Yeah, my mom sewed me this. Remember, maybe he, he spent a lot of time with his mom afterwards, clearly. That's where who he raised him. So, yeah, they never went back, so then did they... Man, I don't give a fuck about George's family. <laughs> his family this history. This is the whole point of this the whole movie. Yeah, so then, like, okay, so then mom ran away with him. What happened to mom? Where'd she go? Why did she run away? Did she? Is she? Did she pass away? They go I back assume. to the house, and then he got it. I assume it was always. It was probably always in her name, and she just left it. That's why they never went. That's why he never went back, because mom didn't want to go back. Maybe he kind of wanted to, and because it was forbidden, she dies. He's like, I'm going back to the fucking house we owned. Maybe I left a yo-yo there that I liked when I was four, and my beat-off statue. I always wonder though. You know, all those kids would sneak inside the house all the time. The neighborhood kids. Yeah. I wonder if one of them ever found the the doll in that in that time span. They could have. You know, there were different kids throughout the years and would grow up in that area. I'm sure. You know, I wonder if there was ever a case where one of those kids found that doll and started. That's true. I mean, the main the they main never said it had to be a lineage thing. No, it doesn't. 
No, but the main, the main, um, the main kids, they, I mean, they haven't been living there that long. Their mom wasn't very old. Their mom was, it was very a young, old. it was a young mother. Nope. It so was those kids are like, they probably just moved in. She was probably about 50 like 30, or... 30. She was like 37. She was like 50 or 60, maybe 60, maybe might be pushing it a little bit, but definitely over 50. She had and three she kids. Had children that were probably like all under ten years old. They're all under ten years old. So she pro- either probably can't have children around then, or think it's too late to be having children because then you're just gonna like die and they're gonna not. You trying to tell people how to live? No, I'm just saying. You can have kids whenever you want. No, trying to dictate life to this young woman. She wasn't young. You can't call her a young woman. And now you're calling her like an old woman. She was an old, dried-up whore. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I think that was the medium. Because, of course, we have a medium. Right, that just so happened to be... Somebody. I'm just in the neighborhood. How are you? Well, it may, maybe the medium was drawn to the house. Yeah, she was a f- old bitch, fat whore, fat, dried-up whore. Was she called a cow or was mother called a cow? The mom was called a cow. Can I point out, like... That's one of my, like, that's, that, I think that's the meanest thing you can call a woman. Call her a cow. You fat, ugly cow. Right. It's like calling somebody a dum-dum. It's like, well, it's a little offensive, but it's not. It's not as extreme as it could have been. Well, just, I think you know, dum-dum's lighter than a cow. Well, I mean, it's... Calling somebody a dum-dum is a little bit like, like I feel less offensive than calling somebody a cow. I don't know, man. Because cows are also, like, are, they're not that smart. Wow, now you're hating on cows today. Jesus. You dumb cow. Oh you my dumb god. Stupid fat cow. Well get it out Go now. Go home, cow. Get it out now. Get a life, cow. To <laughs> get a life, cow. <laughs> well, cow just implies you're yeah, I mean you're just livestock. You're, you're just cattle fat, and you're fat. Useless. You're useless. You just just you're whip just your a... tits out and give us the milk and get keep going. Give us your beef. Whip, whip your tits out and just give us the milk. I never want to be around you at a dairy farm in my entire life. Hey, you got those cows? Yeah, well, why don't you whip their tits out and give us some of that milk? Oh, yes, sir. Keep going. Yes, sir. No, that's it. I got nothing else. I don't know what else to add to that. <laughs> Except, no, I meant that's what you. That's what I would say. Keep going. Oh yeah, go. Keep move along. Yeah, move along. Move along, cow. Move along, cow. After you whipped your tits. Yeah, out. all right. So I got what I got. What I wanted from you. Where's our? Where's my uh, my gun? Uh, not the air gun. The air gun to pop, pop him in the head and get that beef. Just a piece of meat you want. Just a piece of meat that you want it to whip its own tits out. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's how that's how you talk about getting milk yep that's what Kathy's curse made me talk about Kathy's curse made you talk about whipping tits out oh man there was no there was no nudity in this movie there was a sex scene no nudity it was like a grinding scene right like rubbing on each other I kind of expected it then though just because it's like low budget horror 70s like even Canadian is that what it was yeah it was Canadian that explains the British people in what way? It's a Commonwealth country, dude. <laughs> yes. Think we British people live in the United States? Named Paul. It also didn't make much sense to why they always called the mom mummy. They weren't British. No, but if you're around the... British people, <laughs> they just met these people. His... No, he's a caretaker. Paul was taking care of the house. But Paul was but taking... George hadn't been there in forever. Obviously. So how he just picked up on it in over so, the course of a day or my so? My point is Paul's not the only British person in the area. No, I meant George was saying mummy. I know, and I said he got it because he's around British people. For only a few days. He was, there could have been more British people around the area. His mother could have been British. He doesn't know any British people. Fine. <laughs> oh. First British pr- people you ever met were Ma- was Mary British? Give me a fucking aneurysm. Was, Jesus Christ. Give you a was, panic attack. Yeah, don't worry, it's not hereditary. 
No, she was suffering from a nervous breakdown. Nervous breakdown. You know I'm suffering from a nervous breakdown. But don't worry, it's not hereditary. Yeah, Vivian, George's wife. Like, I understand she went through some shit in this movie. But before she even went through any shit, she was a terrible person. She has a mental disorder. Called being a bitch. Oh my god. That's <laughs> so if this a movie psychiatrist story. So, so if this movie wasn't she... right about anything, is that remember when they're like, oh, the mom's a bitch. That's true. And so is the other mom. She would is just a bitch. she would just she would just snap. It was a it was a bipolar type thing. It wasn't good, is my point. She wasn't just a bitch. I don't know. She if had it was a like mental a me- disorder. No, she after yes. she saw a woman jump mm-hmm. out of a window and die, yes. Then she had some mental issues. She would snap and then she'd be fine. That's some kind of condition. She wouldn't she wouldn't snap and just be fine. She would snap and just keep snapping. Before no, she'd yell and then she'd be okay. Yeah, she it, no, she was barely okay. She's like she, she yelled, and then they went to the dinner table, and then she was pissed off more. There's somebody watching me. Like, she was pissed off all the time. That's a nervous... She even said, like, there's things going that's on not between being, us. Things aren't right. That's not being pissed off. That's a nervous and anxiety issue. No, that's just being a fucking whore. No, okay. <laughs> all right. Good. Mental, is- mental issues talk. She clearly couldn't have any anxiety. She's just being a whore. <laughs> I don't know why I chose that because it's a really weird, a, weird, really weird well, next, way to describe it. Next, her. you're gonna be asking this stupid cow to whip her tits out. Yeah, you whore. I think whore is just on the brain because of the stupid whore thing that the girl says later on. No, but being a whore, whore is always make... whore is always on your mind. <laughs> when we got food today, when you got your change at the at the the uh, the drive thru, you're like, "Thanks, whore, for my meal." I did. Yeah, you said that. Yep. And then you ask her to whip her tits out. Whip your tits out and give me some ice cream. <laughs> what? That's what I said. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah, we were at Culver's. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Culver's. Where they whip your tits out. They whip your tits out. <laughs> That's called assault. Culver's, number one fast food restaurant for assault. <laughs> what? Well, that's you. I'm not part of this slander libel talk. They flick cheese curds at you. They don't do that. No, they don't. They don't do that. They're a good establishment. <laughs> Butterburgers. It's a way to live. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. The way to live is to have two Butterburgers a day. Yes. <laughs> two doubles. Right. And that's just for breakfast. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not a good breakfast. But you put an egg. They're, they're not even really open that early, though. How, well, you're eating a late breakfast. No, you got it last night, so you gotta reheat it. Then <laughs> oh <my laughs> you put an egg on it. It tastes great. I mean, that might be good. I mean, burgers with eggs are usually good. Right. So that yeah. could, I mean that could be good. Um, I don't think that Vivian would enjoy that much because she was a, a grade A bitch. And she had issues, man. Dude, she had issues, dude. I'm not saying she didn't act like a bitch, but that's she's got issues going on. Like I don't always, I don't enjoy calling women that, but like this woman was like, if you had to, d- the definition of that, calling a woman no, that would be this woman. I don't think so. And and then the only part I don't think so. she is excused once she witnesses a woman kill she, herself, and she. she that would that would damage most people. She, so her attitude after that, and then thinking her child was the one who did it. Right. Like because she saw her in the that's window. That's the out. That is okay. It's not. That's that's why she gets excused because we know she has some kind of mental condition. George knows she's not just being a bitch, and she even asks, "Am I getting better?" And that's not just like a new thing. She's had that before. You know I'm suffering from a nervous breakdown, which meant she was diagnosed that by a doctor. Whatever the fuck that means. But that probably wasn't the first time either. She's got emotional issues out the asshole. And then she gets to and then she gets to see, you know, a woman fall out of a window and her child be possessed and like crazy shit going on. I just feel like she didn't have issues before. I feel like her being like that she was just breakdown that she was just because, telling stories. No, I feel like she was saying that she had a nervous breakdown because of him, because he's always analyzing everything. Because she was legit, she legitimately, her t- according to her, yes. her gripes were legitimate. To the rest of the world, 
No, not so much, because your husband but, is fine. He's a normal guy. He and your daughter, she's yeah. pretty normal. No, she was, like, not but, enjoying her life. she was okay after that, too, before the ghost shit started happening. She, it was bipolar. She's not enjoying uh, her life. Well, she had a nervous breakdown because of her husband and her daughter that she can't stand to be around anymore. That was... We don't know what happened before they got to that house. This is based off of the information she provided. Yeah. Uh, this is where I'm going. She just wouldn't put that in her head. Some doctor diagnosed her, and she obsessed her diagnoses. No. I don't buy that. I don't believe it. See, you're making up a whole doctor story. I'm not making up a whole doctor story. She says, you know I've been suffering from a nervous breakdown. That implies someone told her you're suffering from a nervous no, breakdown. No, she had a nervous breakdown because she can't handle it. She don't like her life anymore. Her, her husband drives her nuts when was analyzing that everything. When did she say she didn't like her life? Because she's like, oh, you're, you're analyzing everything. You're putting, now you're just going off context clues, <laughs> making stuff up, and now your story becomes more valid than my story. You just don't like this woman, so you just don't think she's... She, she beat her a, kid. That didn't happen. <laughs> That did not happen. How did Kathy get that black eye? She didn't have a black eye. Just like we never went to Culver's. Yeah, obviously that was a story. That's broke kayfabe. Oh, that's what we call it? <laughs> We're in our characters? Cool. I'm glad I'm playing this character. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, you're cyborg Nick. I can't wait till this character takes a massive heel turn. It's gonna oh, be great. Oh, I thought that happened episodes ago. No. It didn't. He just wants out of his contract. <laughs> he's gonna start You're asking for your release. He's gonna start tweeting. Yeah, tweeting bad stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. Well, while they're when they move into this house, like before they even go inside the house, yes. Kathy's freaking out. Remember, yeah, she's, she's in the back of the car. She's like, yeah, because like, the, the, first, the first thing she we takes, see, she takes the blanket off of herself, and the blanket comes off the bed. I thought the blanket was coming off the bed and it was like her, like, like it had control over her too. It was already latching on. That's how I read that scene. She was pulling it though. Well, yeah, so I felt it's... like she pulled that and the blanket pulled. So she was already somewhat consuming the powers. Like as they pulled up to the house, I don't it think was she already was... getting her. That's better. I don't think, cause yeah, she wasn't getting powers. Something was getting in her and it was just not becoming her anymore. Well, yeah, she quickly it's becomes... She's the vessel for this ghost. For Laura, the ghost of Laura. She's this vessel for this ghost. So she... It's a child. Probably the first young child to come on the property. Well, that's not true because other young kids have been on. Right. But That's like, what I was saying before. How many other kids in between right. the years that George was not there... God, I don't know. How many to... other kids were got possessed, found that doll... But if no other kids... And then the, the kid died and the doll just found its way back to the house... But if, if no other kids got possessed, then it is a blood thing. <sighs> If no other kid got possessed. Right. And she's the first, that's right. the difference maker. Because she's got the same blood as The doll Laura. thing almost reminds me of Dead Silence. That well, you sure. weren't on that episode. No, but, I wasn't. Um, it almost reminds me of that. Like, oh, look, it, there's this, the the ghost uses these dolls as a vessel. Yeah, the ghost, yeah, the ghost, the ghost's dead. This was done, I, honestly, this is a much better movie than Dead Silence. I'm sure it was. <laughs> I mean, it was, this movie was, like, it wasn't not exciting, but it wasn't exciting. But it was like like a thriller, but not a thriller. It was kind of like interesting, I guess. The, the parts, How else do you say well, that? Well, and it's absurd, so you get a lot of laughs, and there's some, you know... Yeah, not, lots of laughs. Not, there's some not-so-great acting, which also aids into a lot of the laughs. It's real abrupt it's, stuff. It's, you get a lot of not-so-great acting, you get a yeah. lot of overacting. That lady who was the medium, Jesus. When she right. was, like, freaking out at the end... Well, she was being attacked by a yes, ghost. Yes, I understand How that. do you react to being attacked by a ghost? I, I don't think that... You just be like, I'm upset. I'm leaving. <laughs> no, it'd be a little bit. I'm like, mm. a little bit more than that. When you're when a, a twin, when you're looking at yourself burned to a crisp, yelling at you, your doppelganger. No, I would be you'd like, be like, I'm not no, here. Like, I'm not dealing with that. Fuck, you know, I'd be like, I'd be like, I, but I wouldn't be like, and like touching my face like a maniac, and like, you know, my coke bottle glasses, like I can't control them, and like. She was just like so like Man, this is the this would be a good video And she moment. she she's so frank frantic that when she ran out of the house she was so Man. overacting so hard that she fell. I just wish we could have seen your overacting with those arms gestures. It was great. No one else can see that but me, so that's my memory, I guess. No. I get to carry that with me. Oh, it's not my memory? <laughs> I can't retain that memory. Nope. Oh my god, you try to suck my memories yeah, out? I sucked your memories out. Jesus. That's my power, memory sucker. 
God, Corey stuck his finger in my mouth and tried to take my memories. <laughs> what? That's not how I suck memories out. <laughs> how do you suck memories out? I was just making a joke. There's a legitimate way you suck memories out? Yeah, I can't tell you how. Oh. Well, I don't want to ever see it, so I'll never know. I need to I need to this is this manifest it into a technology like Men in Black and just wipe people's memories. This is just well that's not memory sucking, that's memory wiping. Right, I know I said I need to manifest it into a technology. Oh I see. It's like can like I get you. Right. This is stupid talk. What we're wiping people's memories? No, we should talk about it in a more serious <laughs> manner. What part of this the cortex would you zap to wipe out the neurological functions of your brain that contain memories? Um, I don't know. I have to consult Kathy about that first. Okay, uh, well... She's pretty good at wiping people's memories. Yeah, when she kills them. Just kidding. It's not a power she has. No, she just kills uh, people. The... And she doesn't kill you. It's the goat. It's Laura. Right, but it's Kathy. Kathy's just a puppet. I... She's the puppet. She's the doll. I feel like after spending that much time, though, like, doing that stuff and, like, being possessed, Kathy probably left, like, at once the... Demon possession what? is gone. That's stories we tell telling now. Kathy though. probably has some like shit going on in her still. Like, mm, I got that taste for blood. I got that taste for blood. She was possessed by a supernatural yeah, she force. Got that blood lust. That's not. That's not. And she didn't like dogs, so she's like. She was under control of the thing. I think Kathy didn't like dogs though. Kathy didn't give a fuck about dogs. She thought they were fine. It was Laura. We don't know that. Oh my god! The movie's about a girl getting possessed. Dogs notice ghosts. Yes. They can sense the energy. I understand. Which is what leads Vivian to go even crazier because she's if she's got an anxiety disorder oh, oh. and she has issues with her brain, the extra energy fucks with her head and makes her worse. One quick thing about the dog. Yes. Why do the sneakers. dog... Sneakers. It's a good why, name for a dog. Why did the dog live at their house? Because it was a guard dog from the groundskeeper. It's like a junkyard dog. Yeah, but, it, but it was the groundskeeper's dog. Right, he owned it. He put it there. Yeah. Because he was watching the house for years before they moved in. I know, but the dog could have went back to Paul's house. The dog house. never lived at Paul's house. The dog always lived there. He, he said They said it's Paul's dog. I'm not... Did I ever once say that was not Paul's dog? I'm kind of bummed out that in the credits, there um, we don't have sneakers listed. Yeah, sneakers played by Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> like every dog movie. Sneakers played by Biscuit. Yep, what the fuck? That's what I was hoping for. The dog, just call it Biscuit then. It's just a fucking dog. It's got to be called Sneakers. He has to learn a whole new name. Yeah. So they, didn't, they didn't, yeah, he did call it Sneakers to its face. Yeah. The dog's name was Sneakers. It was Paul's dog. The character Paul, groundskeeper, best character in the movie. He's pretty great. He, uh, a great drunk. He is. Uh, a very weirdly proportioned man, long lanky arms and long lanky legs. Because well, he's a, a little tiny torso. He's a small. He's a small skinny guy, so he has to. He can you know, a bigger shirt's gonna be too big on him, so he wears a small. But his arms are too long, so all the cuffs stop at like halfway, like just past his elbow. And then he chooses to wear a sweater that he's probably had for thirty years with one of the elbows just blown out. Yeah, holes in it. The, I mean, other, the other shirt's coming through. Kind of look like a cool look, but also not a cool look. Like, homeless, but, like, possibly, like, just, like, stylish. We gotta bring that the whole elbow look. We gotta bring that to the forefront. Former guest Cody would always do that to his elbows on his shirts. They'd grip out? Yeah, blow out his elbows all the time. Well, it's kind I don't of... know what he was doing. He would have so many shirts, like, especially when he worked somewhere where he had to wear, like, a button-up you know shirt like that. Yeah. But he, it would happen to him all the time. Well, because he just bend back and forth. You know what's weird, though? Is, like, people don't usually wear shirts with holes in them. But pants? Oh, man. You're gonna hold the shit out of that. Like, they, there's even, you know, you can buy pants like a yeah. bunch of slits on the side. Like, guys and girls. You blow the knees out. It's a cool, edgy look. Yeah. I wear, so why I wear we... some pants with holes in it for a certain amount of time. Up until like the hole gets too out of control. And well, then, once like, once just... the like if it's jeans, once the jeans stop, once they get like too floppy, like it's just a big gap. Yeah, and it's like that's and then it starts like almost ripping the side and, like up. Yeah, and like oh yeah, it gets weird. So no, but yeah, blowing out your elbows in your sweaters—that's we gotta do that. That's gotta be a thing. Holes in shirts is like kind of a thing sometimes. Is it, I don't see much of that. I though. feel like it's a style now to get like some shirts with like some like like a like a trashy look almost. For well, girls. Well, well, worn, sure. Girl, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, let me see those holes in your shirt. All right. At least you said in your shirt. 
just to walk up to girls. <laughs> Let me see those holes. Let me see those holes. Hey, and you know, I'm getting thirsty. Hey, whip your tits out. Show me those holes. Oh my God. And that sentence, she'd be like, that's not how any of that works. She'd just be yelling at you about biology. That's, that, that's, that's what I said to the person at the drive-thru. Good. At Culver's. Let me see those holes. <laughs> Let me see those holes. And then it was a man. <laughs> <laughs> That's just stupid. <laughs> just stupid. But it was a man. All right. So he didn't have any tits. <laughs> he had some man titties. You know, that whole story, that whole made-up story, I was wondering if that guy had tits or not. Some man titties. All right. All right. Uh, All right. But as we were saying about Kathy's curse... You know, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know how any other way to get out of that. I know, I There's just like, uh, you know, the, the there, serious talk. The, you were saying about how, you know, it's a good, but it's not good. It's like, you know, this weird, like. What's good? You were saying that before about the movie. Like, it's a good movie, oh, but yeah. it's, like, it's not a good movie. Right. It's like, it's a lot of these things, but it also isn't a lot of, the, it's like. It's very eccentric. Right. But at times it's not. It's like well, that's what makes it eccentric. Like just the yeah. dead, the dead air, the dead but space. But I think one big issue with that is the there's a lot of long cuts, or but then there's sometimes hard cuts. Sometimes you have these scenes that go on for like 10, 20 minutes with no cuts. So these people had to memorize dialogue, direction, all this stuff for these long takes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, hard cut to something else. I love the hard cut because it's like we're moving on now. Deal with it. Yeah. The, it's like you put up with that whole scene. It's like, well, it's over now. Yeah. It's all right. Super weird. Like there was the one breakfast scene with Kathy and Paul. Yeah. And it's going on for way too long. It's super awkward. He's. Yeah. And then it just cuts to her playing in the yard. Was that after? That was after she attacked him, right? Or no? No, she. That's when he. Gets it's after okay. Is it's when he's yard. out in the yard and yeah. he sees her with the doll. Yeah, but it's like there's like a scene missing there. It's like boop, we're just gonna. It, it's it, just, no, nothing happened. Nothing important. It, happened. It's always in these like seventies, you know, B movies. They do a lot of that like cut for time purposes. It's just like moving things on. Like moving on. Yeah, we're done. Or just like poor choices, or they didn't film it and they forgot. I don't know what the deal is. It always reminds me of. There's a Mystery Science Theater episode where they did this movie, The Girl in the Golden Boots. It's probably okay. one of my favorite all-time episodes of sure. Mystery Science Theater. And there's a scene where there's like it's all right in a row, these really horrible cuts. Sure. There is there's three people at a diner, all right? Okay. And the one guy gets up to go use the bathroom. Okay. And all of a sudden, so there's just two people sitting in the booth. Yes. All of a sudden, it cuts and the other guy's back in the booth. That's awesome. Like, oh, hello. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's literally back. the commentary by the guys. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm hey, back. Hello. And then they're done eating and it cuts real quick to outside. They're looking at like the one guy's motorcycle. So it's like, okay, oh, we're just going to. We're here now. Well, it's not, that, not that they had to show them leave the restaurant, but like they could have said that they're they're done. They're going to get up and leave. <laughs> no, I mean, you figure it out. And it cuts. <laughs> but then they're looking at the motorcycle and they're at this re- outside this restaurant yes. looking at this motorcycle. All of a sudden, hard cut to them in a dune buggy on a beach. Amazing. <laughs> and I think the comment by, uh, it was a Mike Nelson episode. He's like, oh, they're throwing us violently into the next scene. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like and it's like a shot where the camera's low and the dune buggy's going oh, like from Got behind it. the camera. So it's like, oh, here we go. Like you're in the dune buggy. It's like, like here we well, go. how do they get to the beach? Where do they get this dune buggy? Not and important. It's just like. You don't need You're to... missing like ten minutes of the movie. Were you complaining about people in Last Jedi how they want everything explained? You want to know how they got to the Doom Beach? It just happens. It's not important. <laughs> I mean, it's some the same. Things, some things need to be explained for context. No, it's well they were on the they were in the diner and now they're on the beach. It's done. <laughs> done. He was in the bathroom. Now he's in his seat. Yeah. <laughs> done. Yeah. And this movie definitely has a few of those. There's a lot of those. Those hard, just... It's like, bam! Bam! Here we go into the next scene. Deal with this. Which is, yeah. it's kind of fucked up, like I was saying, because some of these scenes are so long. So I think that's what makes this movie feel like it goes on, it's like longer than it actually is, because sometimes the dialogue, or, or lack thereof, even in certain scenes, like, they'll be talking, and then there's, like, nothing, and then there's just, like, a little, like, weird, like, zooms, and, like, 
noises and like the noises screams are... and like yells and then like nothing and then all of a sudden then we're cutting it's like but we just did this for about 15 20 minutes it made you feel like you sat there for an hour you you saying that made me realize why i love the hard cut why well, just even if it's like done bad oh yeah i, lo- it, I love no, it but too. i mean like it's just because there's a whole thing and it's so it's abrupt like, it's like why are you making me sit through this and then like and then it's just over and then it's just like it's almost like if you had like two ingredients for like a cake and like you just kind of you don't mix them up like you don't mix up the the, yeah. the build up to the end of it. it's just like it's gonna talk it's there over were now times in this movie You're where done. i wish there would have been a hard cut Sometimes it just lingers. And there wasn't. Like, no. when it's zooming in on that door and the light was shining on the door. Yeah. Like, it zoomed in real far. But then I wanted a real hard cut, like, halfway mm-hmm. through the zoom. But then it didn't. It just zoomed in real far and then cut to the next scene. I did like how it how it built. Uh, like, some like in the beginning, they'd have those, like, suspenseful moments where it would zoom in on just objects and nothing would happen. Yeah. But then eventually stuff did start to yeah. happen. It's like, oh. Yeah, that was cool. And, oh. the like, the attention to, like... You know, Kathy kind of like getting more and more into her these like powers and yeah. like possession because like once she, basically once she got the doll like all bets were off. Yeah, it's done. It, the the connection was made. The only thing is though, the doll was in the fire, or did she not bring it with her? We'd have to go back and look. I don't know if she brought the doll with her into the car. We're just gonna have to rewatch it for next week. But yeah, the um the doll if if whether it's in the car or not. It's at the house, and its eyes are stitched up. That's important. I want that. What's with the eyes? Like we, that's something that I would have enjoyed. It. Like I get it. Like the painting, of the portrait of because yeah, it's just Laura. She's, she's attached to the whole house. It's like the green eyes, but like the eyes on the doll. Like how did the eyes on? The, why are the eyes on the doll stitched? And that's keeping it the the soul inside the doll. And then when it gets cut, the soul is released, like the possession is that's, gone. Yeah, that's how the movie ends, yeah. But, like, how. Why the eyes are shut in the first place? Who who did that? Like, because well, the. I mean, the eyes are the window to the soul. Right. Okay. But. How. Who sewed these shut? And Mary. The, Mary did? No, I'm Think so? Me. She's been in the house. She's the only one that's been there. The mom. Yeah, yeah, it was she so, was she was in well, the sewing. What I was gonna, what I was gonna. Oh. But and I, no, that's fine. That's the we're looking for clues. That's something. Yeah. And then um, before Dad takes Kathy, not Kathy, Kate's Laura, and they drive away, he says something about like, "I'm sorry for what she did to you. I know what she did to you, or what she did to you was so and so was wrong or something." Something dad implied mom did something to the daughter. Yeah. But I don't know what that was at all. Right. Which would be due for a whole rewatch of the opening of the fucking movie. There might be a lot of things in there that we don't even care about because we had no reason to pay attention to it. Well, yeah, most likely. But you know what? The opening was so short that I feel like there probably wasn't a whole lot. I don't know. I mean, I just want it something. I want it was little, it was pretty quick. I want a little nugget. And then she just had she just had that doll with her in the right. beginning. Right. Uh, but there's no, there was nothing about the eyes, nothing about it being sewn shut, like the, you, you'd almost think like the, because of the painting with the eyes, yes, you'd almost think the opposite would be the solution, close up the eyes to get rid of the thing. Yeah, that would just that would, well that would just trap it essentially. Right, and then you burn it or something. Right, I mean you should they still better burn it, burn it. Yes. Who cares? Burn it. Yeah, that should have been the ending of the movie. Because Throwing it makes... in a fire, fam- the family's sitting by the fire and it's burning in the lake. And also, in my in my head of how, because when I, you know, I've decided Vivian had some kind of anxiety, hyper, you know, awareness, some disorder. Like, that's why she's saying to burn it, because she's just more aware of what's going on. So she's extra sensitive to this energy and she just knows it's got to go. I mean, Paul sensed, Paul sensed it too. Because, like, no one tells these things. So you have to assume it's just kind of, like, your body's survival mechanism. Like, it's something yeah, wrong. Yeah, but Paul's been there for a while, so he, maybe he knew about the doll. Did he, though? He didn't talk about it, though. The second he saw it, he flipped out. Yeah, but he he had... She was with him before when they were getting drunk. He's seen it in the house before. I don't think that was the first time he saw it. He just knows it's got to go. Because he had a whole night getting wasted. Right. And, like, and then, you know... Who knows if he remembers seeing spiders and snakes and shit crawling on him. He was fucking wasted out of his goddamn mind and rats on his feet. So maybe he woke up and was like, this is wrong. 
that was not just alcohol. That was bad. And the fact that she kept feeding him alcohol when he clearly... Like, he can remember being fed alcohol, but no, she shouldn't have been giving it to him. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't right. have been getting me drunk like that. What are you doing? And we just see him drunk. We don't know how him getting drunk started. I mean, we assume that he's just a shitty guy getting drunk, but he's watching a little girl, and he seemed to be pretty responsible up until that point. So I don't know how that got encouraged or if it was something with the spirit, feeding him spirits, or he had a few drinks and then just got out of hand. Yeah, I don't... Because he was falling down the steps. He couldn't walk. I feel like he kind of he might have just been kind of like a drunk. He could have been. I mean, he you know, you, they can look like anything. But, I mean, he looked like one. So. Because the median... And why did the median keep, medium keep coming back to the house yelling for Vivian? Just unannounced, running up the stairs. The medium has a moment in the beginning where she... That, the ghost I, gets channeled through her. Yeah, I wanted to mention that because that might have been mentioning. one of my favorite scenes because it was so creepy. It was good. With, like... Kathy making the other kids like recreate the crash. Yes. That was like stuff like that is what I wanted more of. Like really weird creepiness, like unsettling things. That was good. And there really wasn't a lot more of that. It was mainly just Kathy being like, I'm gonna kill you kind of thing. Which is fine, but like I don't know, I kinda liked that like weird creepiness where you're like making these kids reenact this fucked up event. Yeah, but they ver- might verbatim. Then they probably know about the event because I'm sure in the town it's like a legend thing. That's why they that go happened. to the house. Sure, it's spooky. You know, it's like a spooky house. Right. The legend of oh, the girl died in the fire. Like you know, it's probably like a folklore thing that's told around town. But but I stuff because Kathy slash they have she has a little spike and she stabs a little girl who's impersonating who's playing the role of Laura in the car crash. Yeah, she stabs her like blow the eye. Well, yeah, she's like, "Oh, are your eyes burning? I'll, uh, I'll fix that." And then she just stabs like right below her eye. Yeah, because she probably stabs, meant to stab her in your the mom. eye, right? So it's more eye stuff, man. But that's I kind of like that, even though it's unexplained and I want an answer. I like that about ghost stories because, like, okay, like unless you look into like do all this research and look into the lore of this ghost or something like. Like, I always go back to, like, a supernatural. They go into a situation, figure it out, they know what the ghost is about, and they take it down. So, like, these people are just normal human beings dealing with this creature. It's like, if you can't just call the Ghostbusters, you're just dealing with this, you can't figure it out. Right. But, like, so you get hints of this, there's an eye connection, what's that about? I'm trying to figure out in my head, like, what could be the connection? I don't get it, I don't know. But, man, she just looked out, mother did when mom, Vivian, mummy... When she just rips the eyes open and this she um, Laura just leaves. How fucking lucky are you? That would just work. Yeah. Your whole family was gonna. Your daughter had been possessed by a burn victim and she was causing mass chaos. Yeah, shit was gonna go down. That family was. They were. They're all gonna be dead. Kathy alive still. Yeah. Maybe who knows? Because the uh, the ghost could, also ghost tried could, to kill could, Kathy. Could, yeah, the ghost had enough by of her. drowning her. So because because Kathy, remember she would like go into the one time she went into bed. She was crying about her mom. Yeah. Like, mommy's... Like, Kathy, was, um, Kathy was coming out. Like right. She was still in there. She was fighting. Right. We don't get a lot of... Yeah, it's a very... um, It's a low-key fight. But it's a fight. She's fighting inside mm, against this... A little bit. I mean, she's not a very strong-willed person. And I also really enjoyed the scene where Kathy was teleporting. Right in front of her mom. Yeah. So that was a thing that the... And that's not something you you see in most possession movies where like this ghost had power, dude. This ghost this is, is like co- boop, boop. making a human being, flesh, physical being teleport. They're linked together. Just and the mom powers. didn't even act like though. That, that's the only thing that bothered me about that scene. What is that she didn't act shocked about the teleportation? She's, She's like, just freaking. I saw you. She uh, she was more pissed. Like you can't trick me. I know what you're doing. This is real. Well, at that point, she's, that's, that's she's, when she had to go to the hospital for real because the whole house started shaking and like and things down fell down. Her. Right. So. And then yeah, they go back to the house too, and then like all the. Paul drives away. Why does he drive away again? He drives away because she's trying to get into the house. What's that about? What happened there? Why did he leave? Paul. Yeah. Because he comes back right away. Like, he leaves... The car was running, then he gets in and goes somewhere again. Paul died, though. George. Oh. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, remember, he left to go to Paul's. 
Because he thought he Kathy... thought she was there. Because mom walked in the house for one second and walked her out and said, "I don't know where my daughter is." He's like, "Well, she's probably at Paul's." So then he and then she tries to get into the house and all the doors are slamming on her, all the windows are opening and they're shutting. And then this is one time you see Kathy kind of protest because she's but she can't hear her voice. She's trying to yell for her mom. So that was a fight, and the ghost was like, "No, we're not doing that." And then Vivian again has to be taken away, or then she goes to bed. She's not doing good. No, she's just doing awful the whole time until the very end. And then I guess you have to assume that everything just works itself out for that family because there's nothing else. It just ends, so. Yeah. There's some good moments, though, some good ghost moments. Yeah, it's, it's, it's worth the watch, like, probably with some other people. You should get drunk as Paul and watch it. Yeah, get drunk as Paul and watch it with the. Though you might though because the pacing drunkenness might not be the best because then you'll you lose, might be sleepy. You'll lose interest and fall asleep. Right. That's true. So maybe not. Maybe being drunk isn't the best idea for watching this movie. Uh, it's definitely one that you would watch with people because I think by myself I'd be bored to tears with most of it. Whenever I watch these things, I try and just. That's all. This is what I'm doing. I'm gonna pick this apart. Yeah. Because like, oh, what's happening in this scene? Oh, that's weird. Paul's got gangly arms. You know, you draw attention to things, or like, what's that over there? That's a weird poster. Like you pointed out the, you pointed out the uh, the picture on the wall. It was just like half hanging off, like yeah. the hammer and the nail. It wasn't nailed in right. Just like, what's that about? <laughs> Time there was some of their stuff in the house. They just didn't seem to care. Like remember the maid when she cleaned up that plate? She cleaned <laughs> up three pieces and said, "It's all good." And in that scene, um. George's little porcelain sex doll that he looked at explodes. explodes. They never address it. They never. You think he would have been pissed that it broke? We never yeah. get that. We never get that payoff for that. But then Mary, the Paul's wife, the other groundskeeper, I assume they're married, right? They seem like they're together. Maybe not. But yeah, maybe they just work together. Maybe just take care of this house that no one's lived in for thirty years. Yeah. But then. Um, yeah, Kathy whips that bowl across the floor. She whips it, and Mary's like, well, Mary doesn't hear that statue explode. Then Kathy whips it. She didn't just drop it. She whips it across the room. Oh, I'll get it. Oh, it's okay. Then she picks up, like, six pieces. It's all better now. <gasps> she's like the worst maid. You can still see all the pieces on the ground. And she's picking up, like, porcelain. That's probably kind of sharp. I mean, not as sharp as glass. Just picking it up, grabbing it. All right. Cool. Right. Well. Yep. <laughs> uh, well. Um. Next week, on the podcast. Yeah, Kathy. We have been. We have been. We've been. We've embraced Kathy. Kathy's curse. It's actually it's Kathy's curse, but she's cursed by Laura. Right. Yeah. Just you know. It's Kathy's curse, though. But it's not, though. It's Laura's curse. It is, because it's Laura. I, that's what. This is the point I'm getting It at. should be called Kathy's Cursed. Cursed Kathy. Cast Kurth... Cast Kurthington? <laughs> all right, man. Cursed Kathy and Lunatic Laura. That's all I wanted to say, and that is butchered the syllables. Cursed Kathy and Lunatic Laura. Yeah, it's a, t- it's a buddy... It was a buddy cop movie. Good, gotcha. good cop, bad cop. All right. I can get behind that, I guess, for now. When Paul died, all his skin was burned off his face. Yes, it was. A, you could see he his had eyeballs. the most brutal death out of anybody. It's true. And before that, he tried to take the doll away, and there was a giant gash up his hand. It was yep. nasty. Yep, pretty it's important, rough. important to talk about. The uh, next week on the podcast. Yes. We've been meaning to get around to it. Oh, it's been in the queue. It's been in the queue, and it's about to come out of the queue. Is. Uh, we were actually contacted by the director and writer of this film. We uh, were. Not long ago, we mentioned this before. We did. I uh, mentioned it to us because we previously watched this movie a long while back when Anime Dan was on the podcast, and he reached out to us to you know tell us how much he liked that episode, and you know mentioning that the movie was coming out on Blu-ray soon, yes. which it did via Shout Factory or Beautiful. Scream Factory. Very timely. So, and uh, but if you don't want to get it on. Blu-ray. It is available on Amazon Prime Video, so it probably doesn't look as good. Right, the Blu-ray would make a difference. But the Blu-ray would make a difference. Yeah. It, um, the movie we speak of is 1990s Rockula, starring you know late 80s, early 90s, you know 
he's in a bunch of these movies. I don't know what to call him, like a semi-star. What's his name? Uh, Dean Cameron. Dean Cameron is in, is in so many... When you see his face, you'll be like, I've fucking seen this guy in so much stuff. He, um, summer school, he's in ski school, he's in, I think, um, maybe one of the house movies, I think. But regardless, ski school, ski school 2, summer school. Summer school is what I always remember him from. Well, besides Rockula now, because it... I can't not remember him from Rockula. I've never seen Rockula, so I am anticipating this viewing experience. Gotcha. So yeah, Dean Cameron is the star of Rockula. It is an absurd movie. It's about a young vampire that cannot lose his virginity because of a curse imposed upon him centuries ago. It is. He can't even lose. He can't lose it. So that means right. he just can't interact with women, or he just can't. If he does bad things, will happen. I can't remember. That's what the plot synopsis on here says, but I thought it was something else. So basically, yeah, he hasn't. He's never lost his virginity. Wild. He's a he's a vampire who has never lost his virginity. And then we'll we'll see. watch it. But we'll there's see. like a I'll thing, see. There's a thing with the movie being called Rockula. Yes. And there's like a well, once we watch it, you'll be like, you, you might have some issues with the title. Well, it's been addressed before, but then we get to embrace my fresh thoughts. Right. Nick's fresh thoughts. So. The, uh, the director of this movie, I should mention, that since he did contact us... Uh, contact us Which we appreciate. Luca Bersovici. Bersovici, I believe. I, I'm not 100%. I'm pronounce it two different ways. Well, you, all, you I mean, you've read it, so uh, right. you're reading words and names. It's tricky. Right. <laughs> because it's, he has an Italian last name that I'm not sh- quite sure how to pronounce. But yes, he uh, he, correct, he directed and wrote this... It is it is a very absurd movie, and I do really enjoy it. Good, uh, but the uh, he mentioned before we were maybe a little too we had some wild ideas on where we thought things maybe ended up, mm. and uh, maybe I might still keep those same thoughts. Well, I mean, I'm gonna me. I'm gonna analyze the shit out of it, <laughs> and it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So next week on the podcast, it's what we do check here. it out: Amazon Prime or um, Scream Factory Blu-ray. 1990s Rockula. So come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst.